When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. Excuse me. Hi. 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 Stop. Excuse me. Hi. My name's Nathan. What's yours? It's uh, it's Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi. Pleased to meet you. I I I, I couldn't I uh, couldn't uh, help but notice that you're uh, you're reading a Harry Potter book. Yeah, and uh, I couldn't help but notice that you're clutching a huge King James Bible to your chest. Ah, yeah, yeah. You noticed. You noticed it. Just so so I uh, so I um, so I uh, so I wanted I so uh, so I wanted to ask you a question. Did oh you uh, what uh, what uh, what uh, why why do you like reading that Harry Potter book so much? Well. I could tell you it's uh, because the writing is so magnificent, because the characterization yeah. is just wonderful, and the uh-huh. story is so romantic and so sweeping, and so uh-huh. such, such a wonderful, grand adventure. But uh-huh. really, uh-huh. the reason I like it the most is because the magic in the book, the magic spells, are just so darned authentic. Uh, it, it, really? Yep, it's absolutely true. Did you know that I am the high priest of America's largest witchcraft coven, and that J.K. Rowling contacted me personally... <laughs> Because she wanted me to read her manuscript for her books. Uh, And she wanted me to make absolutely sure that all the magic spells practiced in those books are 100% real. Because she told me personally that she wanted to make sure she exposed every child in the entire world to real, honest-to-God witchcraft. And that way, they'd be able to practice the spells themselves, and they could all become real witches in the service of Satan. Is all this true? No. No, not not a single word of it. Mm. Nothing. Mm. I just completely spun it out of whole cloth right right in front of you, just there. Pulled it right out of my own butthole, right there, just for your benefit, just mm. now. Yeah. I mean, you don't know me from Adam. You've never met me before. You just know my name is Chris, and that could not be true. You know, I could be on any different type of, of drugs, legal or otherwise. I could be psychotic. I could, I could just be lying to you, you know? But you had this gleam in your eye when I told you this, like you just so wanted it to be true. You know, I bet I just confirmed every suspicion you've ever had about the entire world just now in that one little bit of spiel I, I gave you before. That... that I'm bet, I'll bet you were thinking you could go right home right now and write a book on the subject of the satanic influences present in the Harry Potter books because, hey, I ran into a total stranger on the street and he told me it was true and that's all the research I'll ever need to do, right? I mean, that's what you were thinking, right? Mm, well... Welcome back to 24-Hour Action News. I'm your host, Slip Zipley. Are there black magic rituals contained within the pages of the Harry Potter books? My next guest seems to think so. Nathan Splurk is the best-selling author of the Christian book, Harry Potter, Satan's Little Helper. Mr. Splurk, is this true? Yes, yes it is, Slip. It's all true. 100% authentic. I interviewed in my book the high priest of the largest coven in America, and he said so. Okay, Jimmy, now go ahead and tell me, what was Uncle Chris's first mistake? Um, 
amusing hyperbole with a superstitious idiot with no sense of irony? That's right, Jimmy. I merely gave him fuel and ammunition. Now... What else have we learned? That people are really fucking stupid. You got it, Jimmy. And you say there's millions of people like this, Uncle Chris? Afraid so, Jimmy. Wow, there's really not much hope for humanity, is there? Well, I don't know about humanity, Jimmy, but I have learned one thing in all my years, and that's when life hands you lemons, you learn to make a meringue. So what happens when life hands you dumb fucks? Well, Jimmy, then it's time for a business model. Hi there, I'm Kyan Chris Conroy. Are you tired of being up to your pimply ass cheeks in debt? Looking to earn a little extra spending money? Trying to prop up a failing business? Or looking to earn enough cash to buy influence with Congress? Well, whatever your financial desire, my new 666-step program can show you how to earn money by slapping Bible quotes and random Christian references on cheap, shoddy goods. Did you know that there are literally tens of millions of Christians in America with far too much disposable income and far too little taste? And you can make a fortune off of their backs. Just listen to these testimonials. Well, I had a failing business selling substandard spark plugs in Fife, Alabama until I discovered the 666-step program and I learned to slap John 316 in a little fish sticker on the side of my substandard plugs. And now I own a mansion in Bel Air. Thank you, Jesus. I was a stay-at-home mom, and I was looking to earn some extra spending cash. And we wanted to pay off those darn credit card debts. But then we discovered the 666-step program, and now we're flush with cash. We have a brand new home, and both of us share a personal servant who's extremely well-hung named Manuel. Do we ever, honey. (laughs) Thank Thank you, Jesus. I sell prophylactics to aardvarks! I'm crazy! Thank you, Jesus! Would you like to be one of these people? I mean, besides the crazy condom aardvark guy. Well, then just send twenty nine ninety five to the address on your screen. But wait, if you act now, you'll get my special super secret seminar, Abject Poverty Through Podcasting. If you'd like your free gift, just make sure that your order is postmarked by July 7th, 2006. You are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Wow, you haven't done that in like forever. Have an aardvark condom. Would you just leave already? Jeez. Good, good, good Friday to all of you. I am your host, Kaya and Chris Conroy, and you are listening to the Technical Difficulties Podcast, as heard on the internet. Anyway, I'd like to thank you all for dropping me some uh, nice uh, some nice mail and some audio bits that I'll have for you at the end of the program. Um, got in contact with some people who, uh, who kind of not sent me emails in a while and got some nice, you know, stuff from people, nice things. And I, she, yeah, bleh, I got nothing else to add to that. Anyway, uh, why don't I just get straight on to the show here, and uh, we'll, uh, when I'll see you back at the, uh, the back end of this sucker, and we'll uh, discuss things then. How about that? Huh? Hmm? Hmm? Huh? Hmm? Good. This week's episode of Technical Difficulties is brought to you by Clueless Romantic Lingerie. You know, nothing says I love you, but I'm a complete moron like our line of cheap, tacky, condescending nightwear. Shoddily made from the worst of materials and almost guaranteed to give you a skin rash, our line of lingerie is a sort of tawdry, uncomfortable trash you wouldn't want to come out the business end of a wood chipper while wearing. 
Popular styles, if you could call them that, include smelly plastic French maid and sandpaper belly dancer for the ladies and for the men, little cotton G-strings that look like elephants' trunks or birds' beaks. So remember, that's clueless romantic lingerie for the night of unsexy passion that'll make you shake your head sadly and glare at each other for years to come. And also brought to you by Fundamentalist Religious Fanatics Incorporated. Did you know that most people who are religious are perfectly well-adjusted amiable folks, but a small percentage of them are out of their fucking minds, and that's where we come in. We're Fanatical Religious Fundamentalists Incorporated. We cornhole your brain. Ow! Get this corn out of my brain! How did that corn get into your brain in the first place? I used this corn gun! And now it's time for the Mr. Scientific Show. Mr. Scientific will answer any and all of your questions about scientific principles. And yes, I know I used this same music last week in a different feature, but cut me a little slack, why don't you, huh? I'm doing this on a budget. It's not like I have time to sit around writing music all day long. You know what I mean? I just use the samples I get with GarageBand. If you got any problem with this, take it up with the Apple Corporation, not me. And now, here's Mr. Scientific. Well, hello, boys and girls, and welcome back to the Mr. Scientific program. You know, every week I get tons of emails and cards and letters that ask the same question. Is that really your name, Mr. Scientific? Well, I thought I'd answer that question for you right now. No, my real name isn't Mr. Scientific. My real name is Aloysius Spongtwaddler, and as you can imagine, a name like that has caused me all kinds of irreparable psychological damage ever since childhood, which is why I don't like to bring it up and use the alias Mr. Scientific. So, thanks for nothing. Anyway, who I'm back again this week to answer any and all of your questions about scientific principles with myself and my assistant, Billy. Hi there, Mr. Scientific! That's great, Mr. Scientific! That's the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my entire life, Mr. Scientific! That's fantastic, Mr. Scientific! Well, if you remember from last week's program, we showed you how methamphetamine is cooked up inside of a bathtub. Fortunately, Billy took that advice far too much to heart, and now he's a hopeless addict. That's true, Mr. Scientific! That's incredible, Mr. Scientific! That's the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my entire life, Mr. Scientific! I think I just came in my pants, Mr. Thank you, Billy. You know, it's a good thing you're over 18 or Mr. Scientific would be in a metric buttload of trouble for what you said just now. Anyway, we thought we'd take this glowing opportunity this week to show you what the biological basis for and the symptoms of withdrawal from extremely addictive drug are. That's the most incredible thing I've ever heard in my entire life, Mr. Scientific! But first, Mr. Scientific is going to show you how to improvise a simple defibrillator with a pair of jumper cables and a car battery. Or rather, I would have if he hadn't used all the damn battery acid to cook his meth. The rest of this program was considered entirely too disturbing to broadcast for public television. Here to discuss the socio-political ramifications of this is a 1930s stereotype of an Irish police officer. Well, top of the morning to you, boys and girls. I'm Officer Clancy O'Houlihan, and I'm here to discuss all the sorts of problems you get from when you're watching too much of that third liberal television program. I... Whoops! Hold on there a second, boys and girls. Officer Houlihan... What's that you say, Chief? Holy crow! I'll be right there, Chief! Sorry, boys and girls, this'll have to wait. There's been an accident on Broadway! All right. All right, step back, everybody, step back. Come on, give us room here, nothing to see. Now... Are there any other politically incorrect ethnic stereotypes that can tell me what happened here? Oh, I can tell you what happened down there, Officer Clancy. I saw the whole thing. Well, spill it then. Well, 
That boy's crossing the street over there. Didn't look left or right or nothing. Big old truck came out of nowhere and mowed him down. I see. Am I done here now? I gotta go back to Temple. I got a breath in an hour. All right. Well, thank you for all your help there, Rabbi Steinberg. And now, with a rebuttal for that sketch, here is the professor of African-American studies for the University of Philadelphia, Malcolm Mandika-Stewart. Yeah, well, I'm here on behalf of the black community to speak out about these hateful stereotypes by Yemeni. Welcome back to 24-Hour Action News. I'm your host, Slip Zipley. Tonight's top story, podcaster in the Midwest, runs out of steam halfway through a comedy routine and uses a cheap non-sequitur to get out of it. And I, for one, say good riddance. That joke was getting kind of tired. Over to you, Mike. Hi. My name is Mike. And like most Americans, I'm concerned about the sort of bad influences my family might be exposed to via the media. I would fret about it all night long. And then generally the lithium kicks in and I pass out in front of the TV set. Why can't America go back to the good old days, when we were strong and pure, a strong and pure nation full of strongness and purity? Why can't we be pure and strong once again, the good old days, back when all Americans had superpowers and we were mostly concerned with fighting public enemy number one? Yes, the year was 1938, and public enemy number one was on the run, thanks to strong Americans who were pure and had superpowers. But soon, a brand new threat had reared its ugly head. Come on in. Officer Captain Midnight, I need to speak with you immediately. It's about public enemy number one. Did you catch him, Officer Captain Lantern Jaw? Yes, but as soon as I caught the fiend, another public enemy number one popped up in his place. Yes, that would be public enemy number two. He'd become number one and three would become two. I'm afraid that's the way counting works. You realize, of course, that the logic inherent in the system dictates that everyone on Earth will eventually become public enemy number one, including you and I, Captain? Hmm. I see what you mean. Are you suggesting that we need to change our counting system? Heavens no, I'm suggesting that maybe we should just go ahead and arrest everyone in the world. Hmm, I like the way you think, officer. With my brain? Yes, have some corn. Ow, my brain! And thus it was, the entire population of Earth was thrown into prison, leaving the world to the monkeys. And oh, what a world it was, filled with monkeys. And not much else. The end. So, did you like your story? Oh, look at that. He's asleep. We'll have to be quiet so we don't accidentally wake him up! Ah! What? Oh, I must have fallen asleep in front of my computer. I guess this entire episode of Technical Difficulties was just a dream. Well, anyway, thank you so much for listening to Technical Difficulties this week. I've been your host, Well, well, look at this. I appear to have accidentally crashed my car into your attempt to end the show early, haven't I? You just never leave me alone, do you, you bastard? No, no, I don't. You promised at least 15 minutes of comedy every week, and as I look at the clock, it says, ooh, counting down, one, 14 minutes. You still have an entire minute to fill, you lazy fuck. Now get back to work. It's just one minute, okay? Come on, let's just call it in for one minute a week. People are very forgiving about this. Yes, you've been taking your audience entirely for granted lately. Come on, look at those people out there. Look at all of them. All of them over there, Manly Geek and... Nacho, they're just waiting. They're begging for more comedy now. I say you give them that last minute. 40 seconds. All the more reason yeah, to hurry up. Now, come on. What have you got? What have you got? I got, uh, come on. Let's see. Come uh, on. Fuming about something. No, that's the geekophone. No, no. Yeah, it's not very funny. I mean, that's, no, it's, uh, not. it's terrible. We're running uh, down here. I mean, we just, just let the clock run down. Nope. It would never have a problem. No I mean, excuse. Come on. What about that one about Ann Coulter? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nobody outside the United States is going to get this. Like that's ever stopped you before? Point. Here's a script. You go for it. Me? All right, then. Intro music, please.
Not that music. So, sorry, sorry, hold it. I got a different one. Hang on. Ooh, that'll do nicely. Hello and welcome back to Moral Dilemma. I'm your host, God. Welcome, welcome. For those of you unfamiliar with the rules of Moral Dilemma, here's how they work. Each week we choose a special color celebrity guest from the planet Earth. We bring them up to heaven here and present them with a moral crisis. They simply have to make a choice and get the consequences of it. Now then, our first guest this week is right-wing columnist and nutbag Ann Coulter. Well, and welcome to the program. I understand from your new book, Godless, that you're a huge fan of mine. I thought you were going to be white. <laughs> of course you did. Now, Anne, here's your moral dilemma. A major terrorist attack is about to take place on American soil. It will claim the lives of over one million of your fellow American citizens. Here's the crisis. You have a choice, and I've fixed it so you're the only one, apart from the terrorist, who knows it's going to take place. Do you, Ann Coulter, act the hero and alert the authorities, thus saving the lives of over one million of your fellow American citizens, or do you allow the attack to take place and figure out a way to blame the liberals for it? Welcome back to 24-Hour Action News. I'm your host, Slip Zipley. Over one million Americans' lives were claimed in a terrorist attack today. Columnist Ann Coulter is here to explain why liberals are to blame. But first, our top story. How come I suddenly got relegated to punchline around here? Are liberals to blame for that, too? Well, duh. that's that for technical difficulties i've been your host kyan chris conroy and you have been listening to my podcast and so you have and it was all a dream no it wasn't unfortunately it wasn't and this by the way for those of you out there who have wondered about the inner workings of technical difficulties this is yet another fine example of what you do uh when you have to slam a show together and you've kind of run fresh out of ideas again it wasn't entirely true i did have a bunch of sketchy notes and things but uh well, what are you going to do? I thought I, I enjoyed doing it, but um, I decided to do another on-the-seat-of-my-pants show, and <laughs> that's what you get when you do it. Anyway, uh, let's see. Let's dip into that mailbag, shall we? Uh, I'd like to thank uh, some letters from Anthony Catton, who from the UK, who asked me to... Uh, he wants me to do a shootout on the show. I'll do that next week, Anthony. Um, and I shouldn't do the show live because his friend can't watch it. Were you talking about this show or Channel Surfing Wipeout? I'm not sure, Anthony. Get back to me. You sent it to the Detective at Gmail account, but you kept saying, watch the show. This is an audio show. I don't know what you're watching if you're... Whatever. Anyway, thank you so much. I've got a UK listener or viewer. I'm not sure which. Somebody please clear that up for me. I also got some nice letters from uh, James Bell, a wanker the gangster, who said he likes the show. Anthony Anselmo, who gave me some ideas for the upcoming listener-sponsored uh, uh, listener guest uh, writing show. Send me some ideas for sketches, folks. Uh, I think sometime this month or early next month, there will be a brand new listener-sent-me-in-ideas show. I'm not sure what day it will be, but you'll get a, at least a week or two's advance announcement on that. Uh, Manly Geek said, happy birthday. And yes, Manly Geek, if you're listening, uh, I do want to do uh, some audio work for you. Just uh, this Friday is not a good Friday for me. Uh, maybe next Friday we can talk or we'll let's just exchange emails on that front. Manly Geek wants me to do some audio work for him. Uh, I got some letters from uh, exchanging email with Pete Chisholm of Wisconsin. Thank you, Pete. That was very nice talking to you. And uh, Samara, thank you so much. Kim Dahlia, I mentioned your name again. <laughs> Watch your head explode. And uh, uh, David Underwood, 
who I sent some sound files to. Uh, David's been doing his own podcast called The Queen's English, which is available over at queens-english.blogspot.com. Let's try that once more. queens-english.blogspot.com. Give that a listen. It's quite good. Shout out to El Nacho at ramblingretardrampage.com. Uh, also, Roberta Gottlieb, his mom, sent me a nice birthday greeting. Thank you so much. Welcome aboard, Jillian and Michael Manawa, new listeners who sent me some nice mail. And you can, too. Over, just send me at uh, mail at techdiff, T-E-K-D-I-F-F, at gmail.com. Also got a nice shout from Luz Theron Kinslayer 13. Or Luz. I don't know what the rest of your name means, but hey, go for that fantasy name. I like it. Whoops. And thanks to the people who commented on the site over at techdiff.com. That would have been David Underwood and Alsays and Naritas and Kim Dallier. Mentioned you again. And uh, let's see. Uh, ooh, what else have I got here? <laughs> and Anthony, I'm sorry. I, I really need to move the show back to Friday, Anthony. I believe you're Anthony Anselmo. But uh, sorry, I like my... I need to... The, the schedule works out better for Friday. I may jump it around. I don't know. We'll see. For, for the foreseeable future, it's going to be Friday. Sorry. And Anthony, I've taken some of your ideas into consideration, and yes, they will be included, as many as I possibly can, in the new upcoming listener send in your stuff, and I'll try to make sketches out of it show. If you feel like doing that, please do. I don't know how I'm going to handle these. Like I said, maybe it'll be a stretched out over several episodes, or just mixed in with stuff for listener spot, or maybe a whole episode. I don't know. But if you've got some ideas and you want to send them my way, send them my way at techdiff at gmail.com. Now then! This is Brian Kelly of roughmix.com, and you are listening to Technical Difficulties. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Because these guys are pretty warped, and they may hurt you. Your own risk. I warned you. Kudos, Chris. Thank you very much, Brian Kelly, over there, for giving me that cool little bumper. And furthermore, here's a promo. This is the Manly Geek, host of the Manly Geek Show podcast. The following recording was taken on June 30th, 2006, when government agents raided my apartment just after I'd finished recording episode 13. Well, that's another episode in the can. What the hell is going on outside? Jeez, there must be like five black suburbans out there, filled with goons. Man, I'm sure glad they're not coming after me. Oh crap, they're coming this way. Well, how, how, how could they know? How could They must have bugged the place. They're not going to stop me that easily. Oh, shit. Gotta go. I barely made my escape before they broke down the door. Fortunately, I keep all of my show material on an 8-gigabyte flash drive. I assume that this action was in response to my announcement of the upcoming episode, the viral episode that will be posted on Friday, July 7th at podcast.manlygeek.com. The government doesn't want you to know what I know. They don't want me to reveal their dirty little secret. Do something truly revolutionary. Join me on July 7th, where the secret conspiracy will be revealed and you will experience true freedom, the freedom to think for yourself. This has been a test of the Conspiracy Broadcast Network. This is only a test. Had this been a real conspiracy, you would have been directed to the nearest weapons cache and dark fiber internet node for further instructions. Oh, great. Between the terrorism and culture joke and this, I'll make myself real popular with the spooks online, won't I? Thank you, Manly Geek, for that. That went very well, actually. It was very funny. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the program. I have an announcement to make. This is uh, really something that you'll all be able to listen in as it as it unfolds before me and you find out more and more about the life that lies ahead. Evidently, I'm going to Japan next year. <laughs> That's right. 
technical difficulties is such a huge hit in Japan that I've been invited over there to perform it live at Budokan. No, I'm not. No, I'm. I'm really. That's. Did you really? If you, if anybody, if any of you out there actually, even for a second, thought that was a true story, I gotta tell you. Anyway, uh, no, it's true. I am going to go to Japan next year. If uh, if I'm lucky, I'll be heading over to Tokyo, and I'll uh, be visiting some friends of mine over there. Uh, there's some. There are a few hashable details uh, that may or may not change when we go. Probably, you know, probably going to go sometime in in May or April, uh, in March rather. Um, but uh, some some things could jump in and change that. But as for now. Looks like we're heading east, and I'll be doing a podcast from there if I can help it. I will definitely be making some videotape, and I'll probably bring my iRiver along, and I'll do all kinds of stupid stuff over there in Japan, and it'll all be on audio. And either I'll record it and somehow manage to post it live, or I will, um, I'll just you know make a show out of it the following week, or I won't do any of that stuff, and I'll just record it for my own amusement, and I'll make shit up like I always do. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna split again. Uh, check out uncomfortable dash questions. That's my wife Susan's uncomfortable dash questions dot com. It's my wife Susan's interview podcast, which is getting all kinds of critical acclaim. She was thinking of giving it up, and good heavens and gracious, it's suddenly exploding all over the net. I think it has something to do with the iTunes uh, changing up of the iTunes. Uh, if you know anything, iTunes changed up their categories, and she's in a new category, and, and that seems to be doing quite well for her. So check out uncomfortable-questions.com for interviews and so on and so forth, and it's her interviews about the big questions in life. And um, Channel Surfing Wipeout. Channel Surfing Wipeout, this is great. Channel Surfing Wipeout, we've decided to put a slightly on ice. Not completely, but we're going to... The, the schedule is going to get a lot more sporadic, and we're probably going to get a lot of... Uh, we're going to be a lot more variable. We've just hit the wall in terms of creativity, so we're going to try some new things. We're all going to run off and try our own little films. Sue and myself and David are going to do individual films, and we're going to try and get some other friends of ours to jump in and do some films themselves, and then we're going to... We'll, those will be called Channel Surfing Wipeout Presents, and then we're going to try and do sort of like Channel Surfing Wipeout Regular every once in a while when we finally get some more comedy materials together, but we need to just change things up and try something new because we sort of burned out on the show. And, of course, we checked our numbers, and the numbers suddenly went through the roof for no particular reason. That's the way podcasting fucking works, by the way. As soon as you think your show's dead, the numbers go nuts. That's how it works. Don't ask me why. That's just the way things are. Anyway, I am going to uh, I'm going to sign off now. And uh, Oh, one last thing. Uh, for those of you out there who don't know, Adam Curry's mom died. And um, if you got any nice thoughts for Adam Curry, uh, send him his way. Because I like Adam. I think Adam's really cool. And um, Adam, thinking of you. And like that. Okay, so everybody take care. I hope I didn't forget anybody. If I forgot to, if I forgot to like totally give you some kind of shout out like I was supposed to. Hold on, wait a second. Oh yes, it was Jillian. Jillian asked me to give her a shout out, which I did, but I'm going to do it again. Jillian! There, that was a shout out. All right, well, <laughs> thank you all so much for listening and I've yapped your damn ear off again. It ended the show relatively early and I think I chatted for as long as the frigging show was. So there you go. Hey. Hey, you listen to it. I just make it. Talk to you guys next week. Bye! Thank you for listening to Friday Follies right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual Feeds, including Monday Matinee for classic, live, and theatrical audio plays. Tuesday Terrors for horror audio drama. Wednesday Wonders, our science fiction and fantasy magazine. Thursday Thrillers for action, adventure, mystery, and crime drama. Saturday Story Circle for kids and families alike. And Sunday Showcase, bringing you 
the very newest in audio releases for the week from our United Artists of Audio, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.